Hello and welcome to episode 83 of the Digital Theory Podcast. This is a show where three regular dudes talk about video games and other assorted geekery. This is Micah and I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Mark and Ryan, as always. Boys, how are you? Hello, hello. Doing well. How are you guys doing? Living the dream. Yeah, it was the last episode, wasn't it? It's a reoccurring theme around here. It is. I mean, look, man, I, I just float through life. It's what well, I, I do. I see that you, uh, I didn't get to Anchorman U today, tonight during this recording. You did not well, read the teleprompter. I actually don't get to read it when I'm recording on here because I can't minimize. Um, oh. Yeah, I can't minimize the screen while I, when I have it recording. Uh, and I didn't have it pulled back up. So I just have it memorized. Well, actually, what happened is, for those of you who obviously can't see oh, it. Oh, I see uh, it now. It says, this is Michael, and I'm joined. Um, but anyway, I had accidentally typed it wrong. Like, I did, uh, like, the M-I-C-H-A? A and the H. H-A? Yeah, yeah, and I was like, oh, that kind of looks like Michael. I'm going to roll with it. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, well, I just now saw it. My bad. <laughs> that shows how much I'm paying attention. That's all right. That's what we're here for. Yeah. Um. Tonight should be a really special episode. Uh, Mark promised that we would not bash Rockstar tonight. So on Twitter. Yeah. So it brings guess... me to my first story. Rock. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I don't have anything to say about them. Yeah, I don't think they had much, much news anyway this week. No. Uh, well, they still somehow find a way to make it onto this podcast. So. Yeah. Do they Life, just better count uh, themselves lucky win? that Charlotte FC found a win last night in New Jersey? Not. New York. I refuse to give the Red Bulls the satisfaction. <laughs> <laughs> They're Jersey boys. Yeah. I don't know why they do that. Because the posers. Dang. Who, who is it? Is the Jets <laughs> that do that too? I think so. Yeah, they, the Giants. One of them. One of the two. Yeah. Yeah. One of them. Play, yeah, is in New Jersey. Technically. Wild. Yeah. But um. All right. I guess we'll dive right in. Um, wants to kick us off here. Well, I mean, how do you want to? How do you want to start? What's the tone we're looking at to start the episode? Do we want like a like an exciting story or like a not exciting story? Uh, let's go exciting. We got some good energy. Let's keep it rolling. Okay, somebody else needs to take over. <laughs> Ryan, it might be on you. <laughs> mine is okay. not exciting. I have some good news. Um, if you live in India, or I guess oh. if you did live in India, but oh. um. Apparently, EA has made a mistake, which is not real surprising. Or maybe Ooh, actually... I um, saw this. Or maybe yeah. it was actually the Epic Game Store, one of the two. Anyway, um, some people got FIFA 23, um, which is regularly 59 or $69, and it was like less than a dollar. So It wasn't like six cent? Yeah, so 4.8 rupees which works out to be six cents. So you could pre-order FIFA 23 for six cents. And a lot of people did it, and apparently they're honoring it. Yeah, that's the cool part. Like, that's, you know, I give them a lot of grief, 
but they didn't have to do that, but it's it's nice that they are. Yeah. I mean, dang. Six cent. Like it's it's probably that's probably what the game is worth, to be honest. But um <laughs> Whoa. hey, but uh but you know, it's cool that they're honor honoring the uh the mistake. Well, what's funny is this article on Kotaku says Money lost on initial sales versus money made through Ultimate Team still works out in their favor. That's exactly <laughs> right. That's exactly right. At this point, they could just give the game away for free, and they would probably still make a profit off of Ultimate Team. I'm still surprised that we're not in a subscription base for all these recurring sports games. I was I just about to say that. I know. But there's anything that, I would, that would fit the subscription model, and in gaming at least, that would be it. It really would because yeah. there's not a whole lot of innovation between like years. Really, it's just a roster update. Yeah. So, so, but so what would they do? Just make it a $60 a year subscription? Yeah. And just call it FIFA? Yeah. I, don't, or, I feel like, just call I feel it like EA, EA Sports FC. I feel like a $60 a year. Well, I guess a year would be fair. That's what you pay for a new one, anyways. But like, I would feel—I don't know—I would then, pay sixty dollars one-time purchase, and then like twenty dollars for the subscription after that. Well, you're you're thinking and with a fair mind. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. that's where you're messing up. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, uh, putting too much faith in them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I mean, I don't—I don't know. I'm not a huge sports gamer, so I'm not – I really don't care either way. But, I mean, is that something that you guys would do? Like, I know you guys play sports games. You're probably not a – you guys aren't, like, diehard sports gamers. But is that something that you guys would consider? Like, nope. if there was a, a yearly subscription? I think, for me, it would suck because they would get more money out of me because I usually buy every other year. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, the only reason I have FIFA 22 right now is because it was free with PS Plus. Yeah. So. Good point. Uh, yeah, it would it would not be good for the consumer, in my opinion. No, I, don't think I so usually either. I usually snag these when like Target has them for like 15, 20 bucks, you know. Yeah. After mm-hmm. they've been out for a couple months, um, so I, I'm not for the subscription. I don't know that I would do it. Mark. Oh, sorry, is yawning. Um, yeah, I'm I'm kind of with Ryan. I mean, I've only been playing. Uh, I haven't bought a sports game probably since Madden 19, and that was such a poor excuse of a game that it's kind of ooh, tarnished, you know my my views on that genre. Um, so I've only been playing what they have on Game Pass. Uh, so yeah, they probably end up getting more money out of me. Or I, I just wouldn't do it. I think what I would end up doing is probably like paying for the subscription and then canceling it for a while and then paying again. You know what I mean? And just not play it for a year. Mm. Something yeah, like that, that. That's a. I think that that'd probably be the way to go. I mean, that's what people do now with like you know Netflix and Hulu and all those. They just binge a show, cancel it, go to the next streaming service, binge a show, cancel it, and yep. repeat. Hmm. Well, I will say I, I am torn this year with Madden because they at least honored uh, John Madden on the cover. So 
See, I just see that as they know that all the games for the past, I don't know, I'll be generous, the past five years have uh, sucked, (laughs) and they know that this game sucks, but they're like, hey, if we put legend John Madden on the cover, we'll fool these suckers, and they'll buy the game, and we'll get our money. Well, I have good news for you, Mark. There is currently a promotion at Target. If you buy Madden and a bag of Doritos, you get a $15 gift card. That's such oh. a weird. That's such a weird. <laughs> Not even worth it. You're basically buying a sixty dollar bag of Doritos. Yeah. Well, what Whoa. type of Doritos? I think it's. I think you get to pick. Oh, okay. You got to go Cool Ranch. That's no. what I would say. Yeah. No. Like, you, you can get some Cool Ranch action up in there. Oh man, something wrong with you guys. So Mark decided since he's not going to bash uh, Rockstar tonight, he's just going to go straight to EA. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> had to be someone on the chopping you know, block. Yeah. The executioner's got to eat, too. Yeah. Yeah. He can't just sit there and let his axe get rusty. That's right. That is right. Well, I I don't know. Like, I I will say, though, FIFA 23, going back to the topic, um, this I might I might buy this one. Okay. Well, let me jump into one thing I've been playing. Okay. And I was selected for the FIFA 23 beta. Now, when I signed up, I had to like do a non-disclosure or they would ban my account. So I can't say a whole lot on the podcast because obviously yeah, I don't want to ban. I'm going to get banned. So um, yeah. I'm just going to say this because there's I'm not saying anything specific or that gives the game away. But I will say I pray that this is not the final version. Woo. Yeah. And there are... A lot of things I like, but there are more things I dislike. Oof. As of now. Oof. Well, maybe I won't buy this one. <laughs> so I got to say, like, it's pretty close to release, isn't it? September 30th, I believe. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah. A month out, I'm a little nervous. I feel like, I feel like the only reason they're doing this test is to test out servers uh, i don't i don't know if they're actually doing it to test out gameplay you know what i mean i feel like they're that's locked in uh, yeah uh, oof yikes yeah. yeah well you hate to hear it you hate yeah, to see it do you expect do you not do, are you are you surprised though um i actually am I mean, with some of the things I'm seeing, I am. Wow. That, that actually, I think, is saying a lot. I mean, if there's if things, to quote uh, Notorious B.I.G., if things done changed <laughs> uh, that much, um, you know, I mean, I guess it's cool to see that they're doing something, but, like, come on. Yeah. Come on. I get it. I get it. So, uh but we can get off the FIFA train now because um, I can't say anything else about it. Yep. For risk of death. Yes. <laughs> well, would they ban your EA account? EA, okay. Ooh, that's like, that's even worse. So, so we won't go there. <laughs> yeah. So that was my uh, exciting news for today. Um, what about you guys? You said you don't have any exciting news. Uh, well, 
a couple of my two of mine I think are 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 good. Um, one just is probably not to everyone's interest. Uh, so I'll start with that one. <laughs> um, All right. D&D, uh, Wizards of the Coast, just announced the uh, upcoming um, new edition, air quotes, of D&D that's going to be releasing in 2024, and it is called One D&D. Um, what is, in my mind, some positive things uh, about this new edition is that you can actually go to dndbeyond.com literally right now and download a playtest packet and take a look at some of the new rules. Um, and the other thing that's really nice in my opinion is that they're not throwing out fifth edition. So any books and things that people have bought for fifth edition um, don't, don't get rid of them. Um, they're s- still going to be kind of the basis of the rules for this new edition. It's just going to be addition, just additional options and rules on top of it, just to kind of make certain mechanics flow a little bit better. Um, so it's, uh, should be releasing in 2024. Um, and up until then, they're going to be releasing unearthed arcana articles monthly or bi-monthly until the release. Um, also, uh, because Wizards of the Coast acquired, uh, D Beyond, um, they are looking into a virtual play space, um, that is powered by the Unreal Engine and it looks dope. Uh, so if you go on YouTube, just go to the, uh, Dungeons and Dragons official channel, and there's the one D&D kind of like announcement video, and they show some clips of the pre-alpha version of the uh, um, like online play space, and it looks super good. That sounds pretty sick. Everything so, going to Unreal. Yeah, so I'm I'm excited for that. Um, more so, not really for like new rules, although that's they're always interesting to play around with but more so the fact that like all the books that i own aren't going to be totally useless <laughs> so that's not like a just a waste of money so that's good uh also all of the adventures and uh, official um like campaigns that have been published will also be uh, able to be played with the one D rule set so um instead it's good. I, th- I think it's good to iterate rather than just like throw everything away like they've done for um, really their entire history. Uh, each edition has been substantially different. Um, and I know fifth edition is not to everybody's liking. Um, I get that. But uh, it is probably the most approachable uh, out of all of the editions. And I think not making, especially new players, not making their investment just go away because you happen to get into it late, um, which is interesting. It's kind of weird to think about the D and D fifth edition launched in 2014. Um, so it's coming up on its 10 year uh, mark, but um, they won't be completely kind of thrown out. So uh, interesting things that are coming for uh, the D and D brand. Uh, and I am pretty excited for it. Sounds like it's uh, just in time now that your table's done. Exactly. Exactly. I think we're going to need you to share a picture of that table for the. I know. I keep. I keep forget. I'll. I will. Um. I tell you I'll, what. Send it, and we'll put it on as the um, like the image for this episode. Okay, I'll do that. If I remember, remind me. I'll do it. You send it to your phone or what? 
just throw it in the discord or something okay. like that I'll, yeah all right. i'll have to upload it to the pc but yeah i will i will get that yeah so now that way everyone can see what we're the excitement that micah has brought to the oh table yeah here. see what i did there pun intended i like it <laughs> i like it so yeah that's the D news nice very nice well i think i lied a little bit ago when i said i didn't have any exciting news uh, because I actually just came across an article that does sound actually exciting. Um, All right. I was going to talk about the disappointing Starfield news, um, but just to go over that quickly, then I'll talk about this exciting article I found. Um, <laughs> Bethesda sent out a tweet the other day, you know, GamesCon's coming up, and basically said, like, come by. Uh, let, let, me, let me read the original tweet. Um, it said, uh, it, it invited Gamescon attendees to, quote, come see Redfall and Starfield gameplay and get your hands on Fallout 76 while you're there. So, of course, everyone was like, oh, my gosh, we're going to get new Starfield gameplay. We're going to see a little bit more about Redfall. And uh, I, I guess Fallout 76 will be there. Yeah, well, that's such a weird, <laughs> such a weird, like, pull. Come well, see this old game. The, uh, the tweet has now been updated, and it actually says now, Quote, come see a replay of the Xbox and Bethesda game. Come see a replay of the Xbox and Bethesda game showcase gameplay presentations for Redfall and Starfield. And get your hands on Fallout 76 while you're there. (laughs) Come watch a video. (laughs) So, you know, everyone was excited for like 30 seconds. So we're going to see more Starfield. And instead, Bethesda was like, no, you're just going to get to see what we've already shown you. you, Yeah, you're going to you're going to see what has been uploaded to YouTube that you could watch in your underwear at home. Yeah. Which, you know, as a long time, Bethesda fanboy, I'm it, it hurts. I mean, I'm like Bethesda, you've been like my last holdout of all these big AAA companies. <laughs> Don't you go down either, but at least they fixed it. Like they didn't, they didn't let, let it happen. And then afterwards say, um, you guys are take we were taken out of context. Uh, you know, like they that's did, fair. You know, they did come out and say, Well, before you get your hopes up, it's literally just a replay. They gotta yeah. be careful though, because Mark's gonna put them on the chopping block again. That's <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'll right. start sharpening that axe. Yeah. Um, but no, so when I was reading through that article, I just saw a quick, like almost like a just an excerpt about THQ Nordic uh, recently announcing a remake of their horror series alone in the dark um do you, oh. you guys ever play these yes you know i haven't <laughs> so uh i i've actually never heard of these games until this article but i love horror Mark, uh, what i know even I know. i've heard of it and i don't play these games um so apparently the original came out in 1992 called alone in the dark um had a couple sequels after that and then it was killed because I guess the one in, according to this article in 2008, sucked. Um, so they killed it, then brought it back again in 2015. And again, according to this article, it was uh, even worse than the one that came out in 2008. Um, but they just recently announced uh, they're remaking, I guess, I don't know if it's just a reboot, a uh, remake of the first game, but it's just called Alone in the Dark. Uh, it's going to be coming to PC, PS5, and Xbox Series X. And this is the, um, uh, I guess, like the summary, the plot points, whatever you want to call it. 
Uh, but it says, quote, return to, is it Darcedo, Darcedo Manor? Uh, either. It, I don't remember. It's been a long time <laughs> since I played it. So we'll just, we're going to say Darcedo. I like the way that sounds better. Sounds good. So return to Darcedo Manor in this re- reimagination of Alone in the Dark, a love letter to the 90s cult classic horror game. Uh, deep in the 1920s South, Emily Hartwood's uncle has gone missing. Together with private investigator Edward Carnby, she embarks on a journey to Darcedo Manor to uncover the secrets of the mysterious place and the circumstances of her relatives vanishing. Encounter strange residents, nightmarish realms, dangerous monsters, and ultimately unveil a plot of rising evil. Uh, at the intersection of reality, mystery, and insanity, an adventure uh, waits that will challenge you, your, your core beliefs. Who can you trust? What we believe? And what will you do next? That's cool. And, and apparently you'll be able to play as, I don't know if it's either or, uh, but uh, Emily Hartwood and Edward Carnby are going to be playable characters. Okay. So you might get to see like maybe, um, you know, you could play through the game one time as Emily and then the next time as Edward to the different perspectives or you kind of, or maybe you bounce between them throughout the story. Um, right. But I love horror games. So this is exciting. And for it to be coming to this generation and it doesn't look like they're going to be hindered by trying to also port it to um, last generation, they might could really get some of the power out of these systems. Right. Yeah. I, and you, you like Lovecraft, right? Yes. Yeah, so you'll you'll like Alone in the Dark. The original one for DOS way back in the day was kind of like a Lovecraftian story based in this like old haunted manor. Um, is it's really cool. Yeah, the the article said the the original game was really good, and even talks about how um, it it says that it was basically doing a lot of what Resident Evil would later do with the fixed camera angles, uh, deliberate gunplay, and then it says it, only it had a lot more purple in it. <laughs> I don't remember, but maybe. Uh, I do so know you that played it, this on DOS, though, Micah. Yeah. Wow. Had a DOS. Had a DOS version. That's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I gotta look this up. Back in, uh, I think it was. I don't remember when it came out. I got it later. Uh, I think it came out in like 1990. Maybe it doesn't look as bad as I thought it was going to look. No, it's, you know, little blocky little pixelated characters. But yeah, it kind of it does look fairly impressive. I mean, it looks kind of like later PS1 graphics. So it really does. It's uh, but I remember uh, I remember playing this. I I got it in a bundle with like a bunch of like adventure games. Um, It came with like Police Quest, King's Quest. uh, Clara Bow Adventures and like a bunch of these like just old school PC adventure games and um, I just remember thinking it was really really awesome and really scary for the time. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Now you can play it in games like this in VR. Exactly. Mark, yeah. have you done that yet? By the way. Um. The only one I've played, like a horror game I played in VR, and I think I've talked about it, um, was the Exorcist game. Oh my god! <laughs> no thanks. I you mean, gotta I'm, rip the bandaid off. That's cool, but my god. Well, what's it? Which one's it based on? 
Ah, gosh, I, I really do. I don't even know if it's based on any of the movies. Um, basically, me and a couple of my friends um, to look this up. got or, you know, we all chipped in because at the time, only one of us had a VR headset. So we all chipped in and it's called The Exorcist Legion VR. Um, Holy crap. And the only level I played, I was in like a like a hospital, like a mental hospital, I think. And it was intense, but um, I don't think I got the worst of it. I think one of my other buddies got the scarier level. Oh, that's cool. It has like the Pazuzu statue and like everything in it. Yeah, I thought, I mean, it was pretty well done. And I mean, it's it, cool. especially being like, that was like when I first tried VR. Yeah. So, I mean, that was like, you know, it didn't take I mean, much this to looks, blow me away. This looks terrifying. Yeah, I'm watching some like YouTube clips now. And... Like this looks legitimately <laughs> nope. scary. Yeah, I remember in the room I was in, you basically start out like I guess it was like an office in a hospital, but um, it has like those doors with like a glass pane in the middle. Yeah, and so I'm like looking for clues in this room, and then like all of a sudden I look up and there's just like a person standing on the other side, oh my God. looking through the glass, and I, and I had to go that way. Yeah, and I was like, well, I I really I'm don't not going. Do I'm not leaving. Yeah, this I was room. like. I was like, screw this investigation. I quit. Yeah. I'm off the case. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going home. Oh, wow. This looks really intense, actually. I'm yeah, this guy's like walking through like this dark room and like just bodies appear. You know? Yeah, it's it a trip. But I, I would like to try more more of those horror games on the v, on, on the quest or you know, whatever. Um the, the problem, though, is I just think a lot of them, like, they're scary at first, but then it's like, okay, well, they, they kind of become, like, formulaic. Yeah, you kind of, you can predict what's going to happen. Yeah, because, I mean, they, they really, and I don't blame them for this at all, but, you know, they're kind of leaning on the fact that you're in VR, so basically all they have to do is make something pop up right in front of you. Yeah, um, that'll do like, it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's nothing else needed. Can you imagine playing this at Micah's house with his, uh, with Casper? Oh, bro! I'm, no, we're not. I don't even. I don't even talk about that stuff anymore. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, last thing I ever want to do is wake up again and see that a chair has moved in my house. Like that is not. That is not what I ever want to do. Yeah. See, I make the mistake all the time. Like on Reddit, like they'll have a bunch of like, "What's the creepiest thing that ever happened to you?" And I love reading through those, but I always read them at night in bed, and then I like. Yeah, then you have to turn off down. the lights and everything, and I'm like, eesh. Yeah. Uh. Now, see, stuff like this makes me like reconsider my stance on VR. Like I'm, like as scary as it would be, it would be amazing. Yeah, it's it's pretty. Uh, the the best part about it is. It, like kind of like how me and my friends did it. if you're all rotating like turns and then you have a tv that you can cast your um right headset to because that's what we were doing so we could actually if even if we weren't playing we were watching whatever our other friend was seeing right um so it was kind of like that know. that would be hilarious oh it was great it was great yeah you guys are slowly winning me over come to the dark side yeah <laughs> Slowly winning me over. Hey, you no longer need a Facebook account. That's just a just a that's, meta account. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. 
That's true. But so something to look forward to, though, if you're into horror, either VR horror with the exorcist or if you are uh, more into just sitting on the couch and being creeped out uh, alone in the dark. I I don't think it has a release date. Uh, I don't see one on here. Um, But uh, so that's right around the corner. And then, sorry, I really just thought about something I was going to (laughs) mention. In the same vein, um, Dead Island Two is apparently available for pre-order on Amazon. Yeah, I heard about this. Like, I, what's going on with this game? So it's Sorry, been. Can basic, you repeat the name? I, I don't know if my headset cut out or what. Uh, Dead Island Two. Oh, okay. So it was originally supposed to come out. Uh, I I want to say. 2014 um and then basically it's been in development hell ever since but recently someone i i I don't know where but someone saw it on amazon um it was basically up for pre-order with a release date of february february 3rd 2023 um Hmm. And so basically, you know, originally you're going to be able to play as four different people. It's set in L.A. Um, I think in the first one, I think you get bitten, but you can like for some reason you don't turn. Um, I have it. I have. Dude, I have no memory. I have very few memories of the first game. Like it's been so long. The only thing I really remember about that game, it came out. I think I was in eighth grade. I think Um, the main thing I remember is the song that either plays in the trailer, I think it was yeah. the trailer. Um, yeah. the, but the, the little girl like flip, flips up, like she turns and kills her parents. I don't remember if it was that. I just know that in the song, sometime in the song, the guy says, who do you voodoo bitch? Uh, and me and my buddies <laughs> thought that was like the funniest thing. And to this day, we still quote that. Oh, um, it's amazing what, what sticks. Dude, that's just a great say. I mean, I'm waiting for the day that someone like comes at me sideways and I can hit them with that. Hey, it's a pretty good one, man. By the way, the artist is Sam B. So shout out to Sam B. For that song? Uh, yeah, it's the song. You can look it up. That's the name of the song. Who do you voodoo, bitch? Yeah, it's the name of the song by Sam B. Yeah, I, I wonder, if, you know, what is he up to these days? How do you I top mean, that? No clue, man. The only thing that is, is coming up is this one song. That, so yeah. I, I guess to answer, how do you top it? You don't don't top it, <laughs> but yeah. So that's uh, that's pretty exciting. Oh, he's he's a fictional rapper from the game. All right, there we go. Oh. That that's that's <laughs> that explains it. Yeah. So shout out to the Dead Island writers. Yeah. But it was a pretty cool game. I think a lot of like what Dead Island does kind of paved the way for. Is it Dead by Daylight? Is it the one where you parkour? No, that's uh, Dying Light dying light yeah um I, I think dead island kind of um was the first one to try some of the things that uh dying light kind of perfected and kind of built more on yeah um and the game i mean it was not what i would call a masterpiece but it, it was pretty cool and at the time i like i thought it looked great um when it know. came out at the right time too because it was like zombie fever you know what i mean yeah, like the first uh, season of Walking Dead had just come out. Right. 
It was like wow. a renaissance of zombies. That was a good time. That was a good it era. Was. It, it was, was. A good era. and then it then it then we got too many zombies. Yeah, and you know nowadays we get yeah zombies are in everything now. Yeah, it's time to time to put them away. Bring yeah. back ninjas. Amen. There needs to be some more ninja movies, or even pirate movies. I just I I don't know if I remember I don't know if I mentioned this, but I just watched the original Pirates of the Caribbean movies last week uh, for like the first time and probably since they came out totally hold up. Yeah. One, at least one through three. I haven't, I've never seen four and five, but I don't know if I've ever seen five either. I think I've seen four. I don't know what number I got to. I know. I think, I don't know if it's four or five, but one of them has Paul McCartney, which is like the only reason I'd want to see it. Um, McCartney. Yeah. You know, the Keith Richards was Jack's dad. Yeah, I remember, I know Keith Richards was in one. Um, or at least I guess they allude to him being his dad. Uh, but um, Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, he's in uh, Dead Men Tell No Tales. I think that's five. Paul McCartney. Well, I did see that one. I remember that one. Paul McCartney. Yeah, uh, this is the one I didn't see. I didn't see five. I didn't I hear great how I missed it. It's got it's got. Uh, Javier Bardem. It's got um, uh, who's the guy from uh, Deadwood? Timothy uh, Oliphant. No, the uh, Sam, uh, guy played the, the guy who played Al Swearingen. Uh, British guy. Uh, oh, I have no idea. Hold on. Timothy Oliphant's the only guy I know that was in Deadwood. <laughs> Ian McShane. Mm. Ian McShane. So it might be worth checking out. Oh no. No, Ian McShane was in Pirates of the Caribbean 4. I didn't see that one either. So, yeah, I've, I've only seen one through three. But, I guess it's time to step it up. Yeah. Yeah. You have to watch these. Ian McShane's the guy from John Wick who owns the hotel. I think I've only seen John Wick 1 and either 2 or 3, but not well, that's, both. That's, that's all that's out. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to say, didn't you just name like, them all? Then, yeah. He's, <laughs> you're called no, two up. Two or three, not and three. Um, but I did see a thing going back to zombies um, recently, like just within the past couple of days. Uh, back for Blood had like, at least on Steam, um, had like a quarter of the people playing at the same time that Left 4 Dead 2 had. Whoa. I believe that because Left 4 Dead 2 was so much better. Oh, yeah. that's still a- haven't played Back for Blood. It's not bad, especially after the zombies were screaming racial slurs at people. Yeah, yeah just just can't support it. Yeah, <laughs> just can't. Will not, not stand for that. Even if even if it's by mistake, I, I don't allow that in my life. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So here, um, it said uh, it doesn't give me the Left 4 Dead two numbers. I don't think. But... See, I was really debating picking up another copy of Left 4 Dead two because I think it'd be fantastic on the Steam Deck. Oh, I will say, don't play online with the strangers, but on PC, it goes hard. <laughs> All the mods you can get, yeah, chef's kiss. Well, maybe I'll pick it up, Mark, and we can uh, join a party together. So maybe, we, you know, you're not the lone wolf in the in the battle. With a bunch of 12-year-olds. Yeah. Yeah, I get, they, they are brutal. Talking mad junk. They can hey. probably back it up, though. Uh, I'm sure they can. I don't know what's this worse. Why I don't like, play online. You know, like 12-year-old kids, I get. Like, it still hurts because, you know, they weren't alive when I was playing that game originally. Yeah. Uh, but, like, 
I don't know. I would, I think I'd rather them talk smack to me because it's like they're supposed to, but it's like the 35, 45 year old dudes who have like <laughs> 5,000 hours and left for that too. And they're just like, <laughs> you, you suck, bro. You suck. And it's like, <sighs> like, Dude, you're 45 playing left. That's, that's what I'm saying, man. Bro, you work at Walmart. Just chill. Yeah, who who really sucks here? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you guys are gonna get my engine revving again. Yeah, that, that escalated really quick. <laughs> well, Mark, let's get you to a new topic then. Okay. I got one that's exciting, I think. All right. Uh well, I hope it's gonna be exciting. So, um, I nobody had exciting news when we first started this. Well, we just wanted one, you to go first. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so there is a new Lord of the Rings game coming from Private Division and Weta Workshop. Okay. So, I'm listening. Uh, uh, there's no more information than oh, that. That's it. That's it. Uh, but Weta Workshop's involved. They were the, uh, uh, visual effects uh team that that worked on the uh lord of the rings trilogy and the hobbit films uh and private division um they make pretty good games uh i think uh, the most recent one that they made was um was the outer world i, th- I think that was obsidian uh, outer worlds hold on let me look so outer wilds maybe maybe that's what i'm talking about well, let me look. Let me look. Let me look. Pull it up here. No, Outer Worlds. Outer Worlds. Oh, okay. They, they worked on it with them. Uh, Kerbal Space Program. Uh, Hades. Um, oh, Hades is pretty good. Let's see what else. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, so they're working on it. Uh, there's no more information than that, but we we uh, we desperately deserve a, more Lord of the Rings games. I thought the Shadow of Mordor games were really good, um, but I'd love to see a game that that kind of explores the the time periods from the books. Um, I remember there was a game for PlayStation Two. Going back on my, as always, I take you down a trip. Um, through memory lane here with uh, with me, but there was a game called Lord of the Rings: The Third Age. Have either of you heard of this game? Let me look it up real quick. This was a turn based RPG set in Lord of the Rings universe during the trip of the Fellowship, and basically you were like the B Squad Fellowship that like arrived in the same locations they went to immediately after they had left. <laughs> but it was really cool because you got to kind of relive you know some of the things from the movies um lord of the rings the third age in my opinion is still one of the high watermarks of lord of the rings games um i don't know if it was really i don't know if it was received really positively but i just remember loving it so i i don't know if it was this game or not but i played one it had to have been on like the original xbox but you played as all I can definitively remember is, I guess, what would be a ranger. But there were two other characters you could play as, like in, in your team, and you could like switch between them. Um, that was Lord of the Rings Conquest, I think. Conquest. 
I thought was that was Conquest not the one where that was basically Battlefront? Oh, you are. Yeah, that you're right. Conquest was the Battlefront version. Lord, Lord Which, of the Rings. Honestly, br- please so, bring that game back. Were you? You might have just been playing Lord of the Rings, uh, the Two Towers. See, I don't think you were. Do you, do you play as like Gimli in that one? Yeah, you play as Gimli. I want to say you, you didn't play as anybody from the movies. I mean, it, it very could have well been the Third Age, and I was like pretty young when I played it. So, you know, yeah, 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 and you have a party of three. That I mean, it was probably this one. Yeah, or the Third Age then. Uh, but I, I I really liked it. Let's just say it's the Third Age, and I'll just hype up the Third Age some more. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I remember loving this game. Uh, it was brutally hard. Um, like the RNG was atrocious. Like you would sit there and you'd be fighting like just fodder enemies, like this random encounter, and they'll they'd last like 25 minutes because you couldn't hit and the enemies couldn't hit. It was like the worst. It was like the worst session of D and D when like everyone's rolling like crap and no one's hitting. Um, it would be like that. But if you reset the game, it was like it would reset the the RNG and you would get through it quicker. Um, but I do remember this game just being so like it just had the vibe of the movies just spot on. Um, anyway, I don't know. I don't know why I'm talking about the Third Age. Um, <laughs> there's a new Lord of the Rings game coming out, and we don't know anything more than that, but. Be excited for it. I like it. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. I think we need more Lord of the Rings games. Um, I loved Conquest. Uh, played that all the time back in the day. Um, and it's interesting that you brought Lord of the Rings up because the Embracer group just acquired the rights to the franchise. Like, yeah, to literally everything, right? Yeah, they have the motion picture, video game, board game, merchandising, theme parks, and stage production rights uh, to Lord to the Lord of the Rings and Hobbit. Um, and I've I've seen rumors already going around. I don't know how confirmed it is. I tried to find where people are saying getting this from, but um, apparently uh, they they've already made comments like they want to make a Tolkien extended universe, and there's talks of a Gandalf origin movie. Yeah, they've actually, I saw an article um, similar to this, but they talked about like having movies for like the the more popular characters, like a, Gan- a Gandalf origin movie, a Aragorn movie, when he, like a young Aragorn when he's training uh, to be a ranger, um, like an Eowyn movie, weirdly. I don't know why Eowyn would need a movie, but I saw that mentioned. Well, she is no man. She is. I am no man. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's that. And uh but I will say this. Um, this is a group that I don't think will ruin the name, um, at least on the board game front, uh, because they are also the group that that owns um, Fantasy Flight Games. And they I think they already have a Lord of the Rings game that's out, and it's really good. So um, I know we're in like the age of acquisitions, but this one doesn't like stress me out as much as like say like meta bought it or amazon bought it see i would probably agree with you if we weren't on the verge of the rings of power being released which i think like everyone's expecting that to suck 
at this yeah. point. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, and I hate to I hate to be like that, but I don't want to hype myself up and then just be crushed. Yeah, I mean, as much as I really, really, really would love to just keep hating on that show right now. I feel like I've done a lot of hating for this episode already. Um, but you promise no hate on one person. Everyone else. else gets it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I just Lord of the Rings is like I, we've I've watched Star Wars die a slow, painful death. Um, I was never really a superhero guy growing up. Um, you know, of course, like the original Iron Man movie was like freaking good. Oh yeah, the super good. Um, and and the MCU had a great run. I would argue a great run up until uh Endgame and then um the latest Spider-Man movie was a No Way Home. Um was pretty I good. I haven't seen that yet. Um it's good. But other than that, uh the MCU is I, personally I feel um going the way of Star Wars and it's dying. It's Well, which ones have come out? uh sorry i just haven't kept up with them like no you're good um, uh are you talking of, about like the shows on like um yeah the disney well, plus and stuff like that those uh and the movies um the immortals yeah uh gosh i i didn't like shang chi um i i think I'm, i think it was pretty well received um but i just i thought it sucked um yeah i haven't seen any of those yet uh gosh what else has come out those are the two big ones i think um moon night yeah moon night i heard uh i watched the first episode and then i heard like after that it kind of fell off um wandavision i heard fell off yeah i didn't watch that either the show about the kid marvel i'm sorry i don't know their names like i said i'm not a superhero guy but i do keep up with like kind of how they're doing um I heard that it kind of fell off. So, I mean, it's just like they, they, they're just boring. Yeah. Um, Formulaic. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, it was ex- back in like, I don't know, 2010. If you would have told me like, you couldn't get Star Wars about every year in just a couple of years, I'd have been like, oh my gosh. Yeah, no, there's yeah. no way, no way. And then, and then we got it (laughs) yeah and it's just like be careful what you wish for exactly and um you know they still print basically print money you know whether these things are great or not but it's because of basically the names attached to it you know yeah what marvel has created over the past 10 12 years um and of course star wars what it created what george lucas created almost i guess yeah, almost 50 years ago. Um, That's crazy to think about. Yeah, that is wild. Uh, and so I, but I, I, that only gets you so far. And I think people, you know, now people are like, well, who cares about Star Wars? And I think Marvel's heading that way. And uh, if they want to, if Embracer wants to create a Tolkien extended universe, fine. But uh, I, like you said, I could care for what you wish for. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't know how much like money they would have behind them to to overkill it like that. Like we're, I don't think they have the t- kind of money like 
Disney has. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I feel like they could want that, but they're going to have to shop out to studios to make it. Like, I don't think they, I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't think they own a production company. So that might be like a saving grace that they can't literally make everything that they think about. That's fair. That's a good point. Um, Cause that would, you know, they would have to, they would have to partner up with a production company who also want to make money. So if something, I don't know. I I don't know. I'm with you though. Uh, and the commercialization of these things will kill it <laughs> eventually. Um, but uh, I feel like Lord of the Rings has just been so under appreciated for so long that I think people are, are, would be excited about getting some of this stuff. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. I just think they have to be careful about yeah, kind of what they choose. Um, you know, Amazon chose to set their story in the second age and they couldn't get they basically have to base this whole show from the appendices from his notes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like unfinished stories, and then they've already been talking about, you know, they're like, we're gonna be very careful not to mess with the lore, but and I'm not even gonna pretend like I remember who they mentioned but basically there's a character in Tolkien's lore that doesn't have a daughter um and one of the main but now they have now they have had, a daughter exactly and they're <laughs> going to make her like a uh what the, they they called her a um uh, an activist like a, for uh female rights and stuff like that which Wait, again in fine like the, in like the elven world yes uh okay so okay <laughs> yeah exactly have it's they read like, the books that's that's what i'm saying man like uh because they don't they don't need an activist for women's rights in the silmarillion like i'm pretty sure in the books they were like some of those badass characters are the women female elves do and even in the peter jackson trilogy now i know a lot of people are team arwen i am team aowen Eowyn is like one of my favorite characters in the movies. Uh, haven't haven't read the books. I'm almost done with the Hobbit now, but uh, I love Eowyn. Um, yeah, I don't. Yeah, she's I don't, like a she's like a she's like a Viking shield shield maiden. Yeah, she's and like she, ready for war. She's like she, down to fight at all times. She ends the Witch King. I mean, how much more? Yeah. Could you ask? Although, for? although she didn't need to say that line. <laughs> That line was horrible. It's not in the book. I, I love all the memes though. That like whenever it's like a picture of the witch king, and you know, it's like no man can kill yeah. me. She says, "I am no man," and it's like the witch king's like, "Well, I didn't mean man." Is literally, it's literally to refer to like the race of humans. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, I. So I don't know. All of that very long winded, and sure, I was rambling. Um, to say, we'll see what happens. I don't have high hopes, but when do I ever? Um, so we'll see what happens. Yep. That's well. my news for the week, though. <laughs> <laughs> I will shut up for the rest of this uh, section. Mark got us all stunned there for a second, you know? Yeah, I was just, I was processing it. Yeah. I don't I, like I don't honesty. talk at all during the week just so I can come and just word on <laughs> all vow, of vow of silence. <laughs> oh man. So that's it for you, Mark. That's it. I'm tapped out. All right. Micah, 
that's it for my news. I had one more piece of news, but like, uh, is really it was just an, an opinion about the upcoming Arkham Knights game, and I don't think I need to say it. I think the internet's saying it for me, so um, we're just gonna leave it alone. Okay. Well, um, I had one more thing, but it, it's not a big item, so I think we can just cover it real quick. But I did see an article where there's a potential leak for a new Sony game launcher. So I know in the past we had talked about, you know, PlayStation games coming to PC. Yeah. So this might be the connection. Well, I've also heard some rumbling of like Sony pulling games from Steam. And so that leads me to my next point. I'm going to pull a mark and, you know, put uh, all these game launchers on the chopping block. I'm, I'm not cool yeah. with that. Like, uh, yeah, I it's understand there needs, to, there needs to be competition. I understand that. But I don't want a launcher for every developer. You know, what would be really brilliant. And I'm sure it would be breaking laws, but somebody just make a launcher that was that is just like a like a specialized internet browser that allows you to access all the launchers in one. Yeah. But you know, like the compatibilities and every, you know, it's just going to get yeah. so chaotic. I know. And then you have your games are going to be installed in different directories. Yep. Like I mod my games a lot. So it it's getting to the point now where I have three launchers. I'm like, well, I can't remember which one I bought this one for, from. So it's like when I'm trying to mod it, I'm like, am I going to my steam? apps am i going to uh my uh epic folder am i going to uh the ea origins folder? like where am i going yeah this is too much so i'm definitely not opposed to sony playstation games on pc i'm just opposed to another launcher yeah yep so we're all in agreement on that yeah i i, I think it's great that games are coming out on more platforms, but um, yeah, the launchers are, are getting ridiculous. Yeah. Mark, you, you're in agreement here. I, I'll hold back. <laughs> All you have to say is yes or no. <laughs> I just don't like having my like credit card information out there on like different companies, like four or five different companies are holding it now. You know what yeah. I mean? Just, I don't know. It's just too much, too much hassle. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't don't want to start steaming veggies again, but oh, it's just speaking <sighs> of steaming veggies. Is that what you said? Yeah. <laughs> hey, this is a, that's a great segue. Get that going. It, this is a fantastic segue. Uh, Mark and I snagged a free game. Well, actually, I guess I snagged it. Mark was just at the house. Uh, snagged a free game on Epic this weekend. I guess it, well, I guess it was last week, wasn't it, Mark? Yeah, uh, I guess Cook, so. Serve, Delicious three, and we have to oh, give credit. The third one, yeah. So we have okay. to give credit to Micah because he got the second one in my hands. Um, but this one, you're in a food truck and you're like traveling oh, cool. to each stop. Yeah, and you get to upgrade your food truck. Um, it was surprisingly addictive. Um, and after very- after we got over the, or after. I guess you figured out how to actually get into the game. It was yeah, we, we had a really weird bug at the beginning where like, I could not get the mouse and keyboard to work in the game. That's weird. 
Yeah, and then we got the mouse and keyboard to work, and the sound didn't work. <laughs> what? Yeah, it was bizarre. And then okay. after we like restarted a couple times, it was fine. So, yeah, I don't know, but um, it was definitely it was definitely addictive and chaotic. It's the two words I'm going to use. Yeah, that's I can't add anything. That's a, that's like a perfect description of that game of any of these games. I've only played the first two. Um, I will say one of the best parts of these games is the food art. The food looks delicious. Yeah. Yeah, well, it did. There's a lot of foods I've never even heard of in this one. You agree, Mark? Yeah, absolutely. I, so, need, to, I need to play this one then. Yeah, well, it might still be free on it. I have no idea. Let me look. I will say, Micah, it is... Ryan and I both agreed uh, single player would be a nightmare. Oh, yeah. But this one does come with drive-bys included. Oh, it does, yeah. Drive-bys included? Didn't didn't they do something weird in the other ones too, Micah? Like, uh, the first one didn't get too weird. It was just like rainstorms. Like when it started raining, like everybody would come into your restaurant. Oh, okay. Um, now this one, they would shoot at your food truck and you'd like lose a heating station. Jesus. Yeah. And where and then, are you setting up your food truck? Well, the whole premise of the game. Were we in Idaho or something? Yeah, man. But apparently, like the U.S. or there's like been like the Great Restaurant Wars or something, and two robots pull you out of the rubble of the cook served delicious like headquarters. Yeah, it's pretty. It's come with me if you want to live. And one of the robots is a straight up B. Like, if you make one person cleaver. If you you don't have to make them angry, if they're just like, I might would tell my friends about this fruit truck. She's like, well, I mean, you did good, but not great. Yeah, and you served like a hundred people that day. It's got to be perfect. Yeah, I mean, it's never mind the fact that again they they literally pulled your near lifeless body out of rubble from a I don't know twenty story building <laughs> falling on top of you. Yeah. Well, dang, I so, can't find it on here. I don't think it is free anymore. So we probably put in, I think it was 11 hours. Yeah, it was quite a bit of time. And like, we're only in the second world, I guess you would say. The second state. Yeah. So I have a feeling this is actually a pretty long game. Dang. And it's it's tough. It's tough. I never want to see Zrazi. I think it's like Z-R-A-Z-Y. Mm-hmm. Never want to see it again. Never even want to come across it in real life. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Micah, what have you been getting into? We've been playing this. Uh, well, I uh, continued on my little Assassin's Creed uh, run through Memories and uh, played AC Origins and beat it. Um, played it and the DLCs in its entirety. Dang. Uh, yeah, and uh, knocked it out. In. Yeah, man, I uh, got that knocked out. I will. I 100% think that one of the best Assassin's Creed DLCs ever made is AC Origins: Curse of the Pharaohs. That DLC is legit. Like you, you journey to like different pharaohs' afterlifes, 
um, where there lives like the mythical animals of Egyptian myth. Um, it's really cool. Uh, really, really cool. Um, sounds cool. It's. I think it's. I'm more interested in it than than the base game. The base game is great, but man, when you like, there's there's one where you go after the pharaoh um, Akhenaten, and he is the pharaoh that uh, tried to change Egypt's um, religion to monotheism. So he worshipped the Aten, which was the sun, and he called himself Akhenaten, or son of the sun, and uh, he was um, King Tut's uh, father, King Tutankhamun. He was his father and his uncle at the same time. Uh, you can do the math in your head. And uh, yeah, everybody. He was also the one that had like the weird shaped head that like people on ancient aliens were, like is this guy an alien? Probably not. He was just like this really tall guy with a weird shaped head. Um, but anyway, no one liked what he was doing with with religion. And when he died, like they all just reverted back to um their original polytheistic beliefs and they like broke his face off of statues anyway when you go to his afterlife like there's this huge disc in the sky of the sun that he worships and it just looks amazing um so yeah i I hadn't played that dlc in a long time and uh it's up there i think it's i think it's my number one uh of all assassin's creed dlcs um number two close number two is um the uh, dlc in ac odyssey um the uh fate of atlantis um but i played it and i jumped back into some uh ghostwire tokyo um that game was a lot longer than i anticipated it to be uh, i'm only on chapter four and i've put 16 hours in so far whoa so yeah it's uh it's 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 longer than i expected how, um, do you know how many chapters there are total Ooh, I don't. Let me look that up. What if it's like four? <laughs> <laughs> Let me look. Yeah, dude, it's got uh, how many Yeah, he had like a big like he had like the like the you know like the big elongated head that you see in like all those alien conspiracy theories. Uh, there are. There are six chapters. Okay. Okay. So, and I'm at the beginning of chapter four, but it looks like chapters four, five, and six are a lot shorter than one, two, and three. So, so I might be winding down. Yeah, I might be winding down. Are you it's a really and, fun game. You're going to try and finish that one up before you go back to work? Yes. Yes. I'd like to because I, this year is going to be very, is gonna, I'm not going to have a whole lot of time for games um, for the first month or so. Um, I'm teaching a brand new course, uh, and uh, we're starting a new schedule. So I have a couple classes that are A-day, B-day classes. So I'm going to have to get used to that. So um, trying to get my gaming in while I can. Oh, good luck to you, sir. There. Thank you. You can do it. Appreciate it. Once I get used to it, I'll probably be able to play a little bit more. But at the beginning, it's going to be very weird. Yeah, I remember those A day, B days. I, we only did them one year, sixth grade. That was it. Yeah, but uh, they're just weird. Like I understand the concept, but it's just it's just a weird. 
it's weird when you're teaching it because you teach the same thing two days in a row. And like, I know I'm going to mess up and, and like get <laughs> irritated at my like Tuesday class. I'm like, guys, we literally just talked about this. They're like, no, we haven't. We haven't <laughs> talked about this. I'm be thinking about the Monday group. Um, but yeah, it's just going to take some getting used to, but uh, all will be fine. Got to appreciate the optimism. Yep. Yep. That's, that's all I've been playing. I see you've been playing some Assassin's Creed, Mark. Yeah. Uh, so I've really been diving into some Odyssey. Uh, I, I think last week when I talked about it, I was level 23, um, level 31 now. Um, I played about 11 hours of that and have not touched really any of the main story. I've just been doing a lot of the, um, I can't remember what they call them. They're basically side quests. Yeah. Um, and I, I saw a recommendation to do the quest, a really, really bad day. And that quest was hilarious. I don't Did remember you? this one. So basically um, it's in Locris, Locris. Uh, and you basically go up to this guy and he um, he's talking about, you know, he hired the Eagle Bearer and the Eagle Bearer basically screwed him. Um, now some pirates are, trying to, are about to attack and uh, Cassandra's like, well, you definitely didn't hire me because I'm yeah. the Eagle Bearer. So he hires you to go basically take out the pirate ships and um, you, you kind of find out things are a lot worse than they seem and you only... <laughs> only make things worse um like one lady is convinced that this horse that she um has bred um is actually the pegasus because the other eagle bear told her so and she like Cassandra's like no that's definitely not a pegasus and she's like yeah well watch this and runs off a cliff oh my god <laughs> yeah it's it's hilarious um but yes i've only been doing those and i keep like telling myself like i need to do the main story um, because I don't really know how far I even I am in the main story. I mean, the quest I have for like the actual Odyssey um, is uh, it's something about like uh, Cassandra and uh, Barnabas started small, and I had to go I think rescue a prisoner from um, like a military camp. But uh, all these side they, all the side quests are just extremely good. Like Al Alcibiades is hilarious. Um, yeah. Socrates hilarious and like I really like how like if you do like the main quests into the different areas um, they lead you to the cultists and that is I, I don't know I love like in, in Ghost Recon Wildlands they kind of have something similar where you're taking down like the different bosses of the cartel and where you're working your way up to El Sueño mm -hmm. and that's pretty much what you're doing in this game with the uh, is the cult of cosmos so they call themselves yeah. the eyes of cosmos the cult of cosmos um and so finding all those clues and and kind of uncovering who the cult member is in that area is it's pretty addicting yeah yeah that's a that's something they got really right on this game yeah i and i'm kind i feel like the main the only reason i really feel like i need to do the main quest is one obviously to find out cassandra's story and um to get to the dlc yeah but but uh Another another thing I really like though is they they kind of definitely leave it up to you to do whatever you want because all the quests scale with you as you level, mm -hmm. uh, which is really nice. 
That's um, something they had highly improved over Origins, where like Origins, you would have to grind up to a level so that you could take on a quest. Really? Yeah. Yeah, Origins is probably what I what I'm going to play next because I just I hear so many people say Bayek is like the best assassin in the oh, series. Oh, Bayek is awesome. And yeah, I still I love my boy Ezio and Cassandra's right there with him. Um, so, Bayek uh, is just like I'm not gonna say anything that's spoilery, but like he is just a man fueled by rage. He's on my ship in uh, in Odyssey. He's one of my lieutenants. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Um, I think I had, has, I think I had Evie. I have I, I I thought some when I got Odyssey, it was like on like a ridiculous sale for like all the DLC um, and all the add-ons. So I have uh, Evie, Bayek, and is it Aya, Ava? I don't know she's dressed like Bayek, so I guess she's probably from Aya. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. She's cool too. She's a really cool character. So I, I am really excited to get to Origins, but I am loving Odyssey. Like, yeah. Um, Odyssey's I, good. Would you say it's a good Assassin's Creed game or a good open world ancient Greece game and an okay Assassin's Creed game? Uh, I would say it's a good Assassin's Creed game, and I would say it's a good open world ancient Greece game. I feel like I feel like it got a lot of hate. Just because it's, you know, Assassin's Creed doing something new, but I'm I'm telling you guys, if you go back and play these older games like I have, like, again, like this is kind of a hot take, but all the other Assassin's Creed games were kind of just okay games, like they weren't. There's there was nothing like uh, gameplay wise that were that was really interesting about them like it was just kind of a, a lot of the same stuff um the a lot of the characters were good and in a lot of the older games you know stealth was a little bit more of a focus um but i don't know like i feel like i feel like these new games like origins odyssey and valhalla uh are kind of like they're they're the logical evolution of Assassin's Creed. Um, I feel like if they'd have just left the games like they were, I feel like people would we would just be ignoring them, kind of like we did with like AC Unity, which if you go back and play it, it's a really good game, but it got hate when it came out too. So um, I don't know. I I, I like these new games. Yeah, I, I am a history teacher, so. Well, I, I, I agree with you. Um, you know, I love like history was always my favorite subject. I, I love history. So I'm kind of with you on there. Um, but um, having like a, I don't know how it is in origins or Valhalla, but in Odyssey, you know, you have uh, three different trees you can progress through and unlock all these different abilities and kind of play with different styles. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I agree with you. I think that it, it was a really, there is a great like logical uh, evolution for the series. It kind of um, like Assassin's Creed two uh, and one and Brotherhood and all those were open, open world and all of that. And mm-hmm. each one kind of added on, but they were open world to a degree. Right. And you were kind of, 
like you were like you said, I mean, it was kind of the same stuff after you basically got to a certain point in the story. I mean, you had all your weapons, uh, you had all your moves, and that was really it. Um, yep. whereas like this one, um uh I I mean I've been building more in the assassin tree than the others. So like I think I do like and I really haven't figured out what the difference between the hunting damage, the warrior damage, and the assassin damage is, other than the fact that I'm assuming like using a dagger, which is what I'm using right now. Um if you have high assassin damage, you're more efficient with that dagger. Whereas if you're using like a mace and you have low warrior damage, you're not as efficient as you could right. be. Yeah. Um but uh that said i have abilities in the warrior tree so i, I like i'll use a dagger or like a sword 99 percent of the time and a bow um but then like for those like really heavy enemies where they have shields or the guys like the captains and stuff um the mace is like op mm-hmm. and you can so I, I i agree with you i think um it it opens up a lot more and you can do a lot more and the world feels more open and um, having it more of like an RPG system where there's like levels and um, the like Merc system and Odyssey and the cult system. And um, it just feels a lot more rounded and a lot more like you really are an assassin, I guess. Yeah. Like you're having, a, you're having impact on the world. Yeah, exactly. Now um, we'll say, the combat can be extremely frustrating. Yeah, it can be hard. It can be really hard and like unfairly so. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how many times in this past week I've been playing and like, you know, I can perfect dodge 20 enemies in a row and then like all of a sudden I can't dodge yeah, no, one guy exactly. and he hits me twice and I'm down. And man, I always get so frustrated because I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Just like anybody, I'm sitting. I'm like, I should have dodged that. That should have been a dodge. Yeah, I, dude, I I was screaming at the TV in Origins, like because some of the and I remember it being the case in in Odyssey is like some of the enemies that hit you, like there's like a stun that happens with their attack, and some of those stuns are for far too long. Like, yeah, it's straight up like a two second stun, and it'll just they'll just stun block you, or stun lock you, and it's just it's ridiculous. Yeah, so, you know, I don't expect it to be perfect. And I don't, you know, obviously they are trying something new, so it's going to have some hiccups and stuff. But, uh, and if that's like, that's really my only complaint, though. I mean, yeah. Um, I think you said last week Odyssey can feel a little bloated, which I, I am kind of getting as I'm continuing to do more and more side quests. I'm, it's not that I'm not interested in the main story, but it's like, oh, man, I don't know. Like, I know it's like they never end. Yeah, it's like, you know, this side quest was really good, so I bet this other one's really good, and then, you know, you you can, and then you you'll find yourself where you're like five thousand meters away from, yeah, your quest, and you have nowhere to fast travel, so you just have to like go across the agency. Yeah, um, which is cool and everything, and uh, one of my favorite things is like the underwater locations. Um, yeah, they were my favorite in Black Flag too. They were really awesome. I feel like I should get Black Flag another chance. Cause I like I said, I I, I blew through that story. I didn't do yeah. anything extra. The story's not great. I, I'll be the first to admit that. It's kind of a weak Assassin's Creed story, but um the exploration was pretty good. 
Yeah, and, and you really did feel like a pirate. It's the best pirate game that has been made recently. I think the best pirate game of all time is still Sid Meier. Yeah, that one that wouldn't be hard to beat. Yeah, that's like the perfect pirate game. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll probably play some more Odyssey, probably tonight too. Um, I hear you, I, man. I really I want <laughs> to beat it. Uh, I like I'm I'm setting a goal. Like I want to beat it so I can then play Origins. Um, and I I really want to try Valhalla, but I keep seeing things online about this bug people are running into that like bricks your game in Valhalla yeah like I don't some dude I don't know if it's always the same point but I've seen a lot of people run into a bug that like it doesn't let them progress any further and one guy said he was like fighting one of the bosses and like you know if 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 the boss kills him the game will keep running he just has to go back and fight the guy but if he fights the guy and wins (laughs) the uh, game crashes and you know, he, he's just like stuck in this loop. Oh, that's not great. So I'm, I'm a little leery on that one. Who? I mean, let's see. Stuck in a loop. Oh, okay. Uh, it says it says that this was this is a, a bug in the quest a brewing storm. Um. And it says it was supposedly fixed in title update 1.3.1. Okay, so maybe I'm just looking at old old news. Um, and I, I remember I didn't lose that fight, I don't think, because I really freaking hated this guy. Is he hard because <laughs> he's a hard fight or just no no no? I just I hated him as a person. So I was like, I'm gonna murder this guy. <laughs> uh so I, I just refused to let myself get beat by him. Um, but uh, yeah, I I really think you should give Valhalla a try, especially if you like Vikings. Would you play? Should I play Valhalla before Origins or Origins before Valhalla? Oof, Origins before Valhalla because you there's some there's some throwbacks to Origins in the game. Okay, that if that if you play it first, you can be like, that's really cool. Okay, so. Yeah, Origins will be my next one then. And yep. I don't know. The Assassin's... I just love Assassin's Creed. They're good, man. They, they are. Super good. They, yeah, they, they're they really good games. I mean... Yeah. I don't know. There's really not much else to say right there. Yeah. But. Well, it's, I mean, there's a reason why I've, I revisited them and playing through the old games again. Even though I got games I haven't even played yet, like sitting on my shelf. <laughs> um, you know, they just... they they uh they hit a little little spot that only they can reach. So yep, yep. Ryan, what about you, man? I see you've been playing an old school game. Yeah, I've been. Uh, I got on the PlayStation Plus or whatever they call it now. I don't even know what it's called anymore. Uh, but the subscription service, War of the Monsters, was a oh, PS2 such game. A good game. It is, but it's kind of odd on the PS5. Really? Um, yeah. First of all, it's 500 megabytes. So there's that. What? what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just sounds wrong. But uh, I gave it a download and I'm like, man, it doesn't let you skip the cut, like the intro. Um, so I watched the whole thing uh, and got to like the main screen and I'm like, okay, now I can't play the game. Like, what's going on? <laughs> anyway, 
apparently the start button is mapped to the touchpad button. Uh, and that oh. took me forever to figure out. Yeah. <laughs> That's and bizarre. I'll be honest with you. When I was playing it, like it brought back a lot of pretty cool memories, but the controls are wonky. I don't remember it being that way, so I'm curious if like they've remapped all the controls a little different, or if I just don't remember it. <laughs> hmm. I don't. I don't know. I need to download it and check it out. Yeah, I mean, it literally takes two seconds to download. Yeah, 500 and... megabytes. It's like nothing. Yeah. Um, but can you still mind... can you still like grab people from Windows? Yeah, you can grab oh, all kinds amazing. of stuff. I love yeah. it. So, yeah, give it a try and just see if I'm crazy or if maybe the controls have changed a little bit, but I don't remember them being like so hard to use. Right. I'll I'll download it tomorrow. I remember when I was young playing a game. I don't think it was War of the Monsters. I think it was called something else. It was on SNES and I remember the uh controls being confusing like i could i could climb a building but i didn't know how to get off the building and like i would just be stuck on there and the yeah. other guy would just be wailing on me um but i mean yeah. it's I'll, I'll check it out tomorrow it's like a remaster so the graphics are actually pretty decent okay um, i mean you can still get thrown through buildings it's it's pretty fun oh, that's cool yeah oh here it is SNES. snes the game i played was called king of the monsters okay it was like a it's weird it i Man, yeah, this is it. But it looks weird. Is it was like a big? It was like a Japanese kaiju game. And it had like all like the Japanese kaiju, like Ultraman and uh, Godzilla. Obviously, um, I can't remember the name of the big kaiju that was like a big. It was like a dude in a gorilla suit. It wasn't King Kong, but it was like Japan's version. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, anyway, yeah, I'll check that out tomorrow. I love yeah. when they remaster old school games. I'll be curious to see what your take is on it, though. You know I'm going to love it. Yeah. It's, but, a, it's you know an old I mean? game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like, see if I'm crazy with the controls or, yeah. or you know, I, I don't know. I feel like I'm running into that a lot where I like play an older game. And I'm like, is this really how it was? Yeah. You know? <laughs> yep. I guess yeah. we've just come a long way, you know. Well, you have to remember too, you know, some of these old cons, uh, old consoles didn't have near the amount of buttons that we have on our modern controllers. It's True. like I remember I was playing, um, I was playing. I think it was no, it was the Ninja Turtles game, um, and you know the SCNS had a fair amount of of buttons, but. Now that they were like your the Xbox controller, they were just buttons that were not used at all. They were just like there. Um, so yeah, it's like a little evolutionary hiccup. Did you guys ever play Rampage Total Destruction? That's another game that I really, yep. really liked. Yeah. I remember I got that for the GameCube for Christmas one year, and I played the heck out of that game. That was the game that was like claymation right um i it was like based on claymation yeah i i had to go back i'm actually i've actually got pulled up right here and it kind of has that look to it um there was like three monsters let me pull up make sure i'm looking at the right one there was three monsters well, there's three monsters on the cover but there's a there's actually a ton of them that you could play as 
uh, like Kyle the Cyclops. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, it's oh, got a okay. very, it's got a very War of the Monsters vibe. Yeah. yeah. Those are some oh, classics. This is a this. I feel like I've played this one too uh, on the NES. Maybe not. This game, you you said in uh, you mentioned War of the Monsters, you could like eat people, and I'm. I want to say that you could at least grab people out of buildings and and rampage. Oh, Um, yeah. It looks like you can. There's like a guy like punching holes in the side of like a little dude in there like screaming. Yeah. And I think you you could even like, I mean, it's called total destruction, but uh, you like the buildings in the map. Like, I mean, you know, you and whoever you're playing with, you know, you could climb up those buildings and and basically basically bring the building down eventually. Um, Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, at the time it was like, man, this is. This is so insane. <laughs> I can't believe it. <laughs> awesome. Yep. We've come a long way. Yeah, man. Love to see it. There was another, there was a fighting game where you could eat people for like health. You guys remember that one? Like you fought as like dinosaurs? No. That, I, that I does sound familiar. I gotta look this up. Was it Primal Rage? Ah, uh, let me look up. Let me look that up. It's Primal Rage. Oh, maybe. Well, that is a fighting game. Yeah, there's dinosaurs in this one. What is that one that made recently for three six? Well, maybe not recently, but uh, oh my gosh, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not gonna be able to find. Yeah, it. this is it. Yeah, Primal Rage. Yeah, like yeah, dinosaurs and like a like a ape. Like yeah, this was it. This <laughs> uh yeah, this one's not ringing a bell for me. Dude, they made weird games in the nineties. <laughs> the early 2000s like what a time to be alive games yeah honestly though that was like a good era oh it yeah. was it was like they they were not afraid of taking risks with games and every single movie had a video game spinoff yeah. I, I had a scooby-doo <laughs> game on game boy advance um, oh like the like the movie version i think it i think it was based off the movie with matthew lillard let me let me see if i can find that real quick that's amazing. I think it had a, it might have had a water level. <laughs> you got to have a water level if it's a platformer. You got to have a water yeah. level, an ice level. Uh, man. Yeah, I'm Primal Rage. This is it. There was another one called Bloody Roar, I think. Yep. Yep. I had the one. Yeah, it was based on the movie. Wow. Wow. The 2000s, man. Frosted tips and video game tie-ins to the movies. Yeah. If you, if you know, it. you know. You know, you know. If you don't, you missed out. Yeah, she's too young, bro. Kids these days with their Steam decks <laughs> and their Nintendos. Oh, my gosh. Well, guys, we've talked for a long time. Yeah, we got a little heavy tonight. I'm looking over here at the at the uh, the timer I got. Went long, but hey, we're just we're just giving people more of what they what they want. That's right. A little extra, extra. That's a bold statement, but we'll go with. It. I don't know if they want it or not. <laughs> hey, look. It. Yeah. At this point, if they're still listening, it's their own fault. So. But if they are listening, <laughs> yeah. thanks for sticking we around. We appreciate you. Yeah, for us rambling. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, well guys I guess we're calling it on that one 
I think so. I think I'm done. I, I have nothing else to add. Yeah. I got to, you know, I got to go to work in the morning. Yeah. I don't yeah, have to go to work, but I got to go to bed. I'm old. <laughs> so Mark's I got, got another four hours to play games. Oh, yeah. He's just getting started. <laughs> yeah. Just just now rolling up the sleeves. Although, like I said, I had to take my vow of silence after this. So oh, that's right. That's right. Speak again next Thursday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you next week. All right. Talk to you in a bit. Bye.